Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. Also on this week's episode, I will be joined by my wife, uh, Jillian Winters. Hi! Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, this will be a good episode. Um, uh, I want to give uh, Abby Diener a shout out for being the, the guest on last week's episode. She was a good interview, and uh, I learned a lot of things that I previously didn't know before said interview, and uh, I enjoyed it. And I also hope you, audience, enjoyed it just the same. Um, also, um, we're going to be talking about a few current events, and um, I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, my wife will add in as we go along. Um, firstly... I have a few life stories to mention. Um, let's see. I think I was about seven or eight. And uh, for everyone, I think everyone, my, my entire audience knows I grew up here in Louisiana. And um, I've lived here most of my life. Yeah. And uh, my dad took me fishing one time with one of his friends I, I forget where it was but it was uh it was at least an hour or so away from our house so wherever that is probably <laughs> probably like a Chafalaya Basin or something like that which is closer to Lafayette I'm assuming I'm probably dead wrong but anyways um we were fishing in a boat and you know my dad, you know, never got, like, a decent boat. It was always, like, a real small boat, and I don't... Isn't that just called a fishing boat? Yeah, but, it, like, you could get a nice, big-sized bass boats. Oh, I thought they were all the same. No. But anyways, we we didn't have a good... You know, it, it was good enough for him and me, you know? So the, other, the third friend comes, and it might have been bigger than what I remember. This is... <laughs> 20-something years ago, but... So this whole story could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and I guess so. But it, I remember this, like, uh, so I used to fish a lot as a kid, and I didn't catch anything that day, I'm f pretty sure, but I, I could be also wrong about that, too. <laughs> but anyways, um, I remember, like, my dad remembered the story differently, and I recently talked to him about this. He he said that, because my wife was there as well, that this guy was, like, complaining the whole time. I don't necessarily remember that because I was a kid, I guess. And, um, but my dad was happy because, um, one good part about it was that when I went to cast, because I didn't side cast, I would cast, like, rear and back to cast. And when I did that... The hook caught, you know, like his ear, you know, like somebody getting like a nice cartilage piercing. Oh That's where it caught at so in somebody's gross. ear. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But he didn't react. You did not apologize, I call. Oh, I'm probably, I don't know, I probably didn't. But no. anyways, he was kind of aggravated about it, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyways, he seemed all right. And 
I don't know. My dad was probably happy about it, honestly. Your dad <laughs> said he thought it was karma for all the complaining his friend had been doing. Oh yeah, I don't. Just Jill remembers that better than me. And I, uh, I can just picture you, just busting out laughing like the little brat kid you probably were. I don't think I did. I think I felt bad, honestly. Oh, sweet little sensitive Jesse. Bobby. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. You probably did. But um. Um, and then, uh, I have another story, fishing story. Um, I think I remember exactly where this was. It was somewhere in Mississippi, like the Pearl (laughs) River or something like that. I remember exactly somewhere in Mississippi. Yeah, well, the Pearl River, like, so the Pearl River. Okay, so it was the Pearl River, not somewhere in Mississippi. Yeah, but that's in Mississippi. Okay, all right. So, um, we went there and that's like... That flows up to, like, just around Jackson. I think it comes off the Mississippi. I'm not even sure, honestly. But, um, anyways. A lot of detailing. Yeah, anyways, we were fishing with my uncle. And, um, my uncle's overweight. And, um, I remember, you know, it was my dad's boat again. I don't know if it was the same boat or not. Could have been. My uncle sat in where you, on the part of the boat where, uh, you know, like, it's the front of the boat and there's these seats that, like, sit on this pole and it, like, swivels. And my uncle's, you know, he was probably, like, you know, closing in on 300 pounds. You know, he was overweight. And my dad was pissed because, uh, oh, man, I hope he's not listening to this, my uncle. Oh, but anyways. <laughs> Anyways, is this just a fat shaming story? I'm not trying to fat shame, but uh, he 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 broke the seat. I mean, my dad wasn't happy about that. I remember that, but we need to it we all, need to run these stories by me before you share. Them. Anyways, it, it, it's it, I'm sure my dad's long gone, forgot about this, and he's not really worried about it. And it was just a seat, so it's not really that big a deal. But we were fishing that day, and. Um, And I I caught an alligator gar that was probably about four feet long. It wasn't like a big fat one, but it was skinny. And I was like probably at that time one of the biggest fish I caught. And I just remember thinking like, why'd you guys throw that back? I wanted to keep it. I wanted to mount that thing. And and then they were like, no, it's a trash fish. So they just threw it back. So That fish is almost as long as your wife is tall it was i'm probably exaggerating it's probably a good three feet long okay a jill sized fish would yeah be terrifying but you, have you ever seen an alligator guard they look kind of crazy looking probably i don't know they have like teeth and stuff i think i've seen drawings of them there's a, a seafood restaurant in grafton where my oh, parents okay. have a summer place called the fin inn and everyone who's been there knows what i'm talking about you always try to get the seat next to the snapping turtle they have aquarium windows next to all the booths and so you want to make sure you anyways shout out to the snapping turtle um but they also their placemats are like a drawing of all the crazy fish that are in the mississippi river and how big they can get and so it terrifies you from swimming in the river because you know like i talked about me being afraid of hitting a car last week like touching something with my foot but like an alligator gar is in there and they could like easily eat me yeah but um 
So they have snapping turtles up there in Illinois? Yeah. Alligator snapping turtles? Snap. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. They're snapping turtles. Yeah. They mean you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't touch mess them because they snap at you. They eat, they eat other animals. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time in Chautauqua where one was on one side of the river road and it was a big huge ordeal watching the people try to get it like back over to where it could get to the river and be safe and not be out in traffic on the river road. Oh well. Someone and did eventually move it, but it was very scary. Oh, they almost got like bit. Well, I was a little kid, so there were a bunch of little kids like ah, ah, ah and we were just running around it. So I'm surprised we, you know, well, did someone it, didn't lose a finger. Did I tell you that story that I got bit by a snapping turtle as a kid? I kept yeah. one as a pet. Why? Because I was a kid and messing around. Bored. Well, good thing it bit you. Yeah, but see, like, I was under the belief that, uh, so, you know, like, I guess southern people have weird, like, uh, you know, like, beliefs about lore and stuff, like, you know, things only happen when this happens, like, uh, what's, I don't know the right word I'm trying to think here, but anyways. Superstitions? Superstitions, there you go. So I had the superstition belief, and I may still have it, that a snapping turtle doesn't, like, release its bite until it thunders. Yeah, that's not accurate. <laughs> First off, you don't release a bite. Well, that's real weird. Anyways, this thing bit me, and it was in, like, this dog cage, and it bit... What is wrong? I'm calling animal abuse on you. I was... Seven. Get the divorce papers. I can't be with someone who would treat a snapping turtle in such a manner. Anyways, I released it. Yeah, after it ate you. And it, it thundered. And so it bit you? And then it released after it thundered. So It, it released? What? It quit biting me. It oh, it releases its bite. Oh, like unsnaps. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about it only bites when it thunders. No. Oh, like it bites you and holds on until it thunders? That's what I, I believed it as a child, probably. Yeah, that also doesn't <laughs> seem accurate. Like maybe it would starve to death before some things. Anyways. Anyways, I released this thing. Sorry. I apologize for my transgressions. Do you forgive me? Yeah. Okay. I kept little caterpillars in a jar. All right. David and I kept caterpillars, and then they went into their little hibernation cocoon thing and then they were butterflies but we didn't know we had to let them go and they all died Aww. i know it was real sad no we loved those things oh oh also uh so in recent local news here in town in baton rouge um according to the state of louisiana based on a survey and this that and the third within different cities and people and drivers around the state baton rouge louisiana where we live has been voted worst drivers in all of louisiana and um i tend to agree with that wholeheartedly what do you think jill i agree um i actually today i almost got ran over by some meth head trucker who was coming off the bridge and I was coming off 110 and he like swerved over into the lane next to me 
And then it wasn't like a semi trucker. It was like a where you haul things, tow truck thingamajig, but it was like a really long bed. Um, and he just like kept swerving into my lane, and I had to brake and. Dang. Yeah, it was actually. It, I rarely honk my horn, but I just laid on the horn. Dang. But yeah, when you said local news, I thought you were gonna um, maybe talk about something different. Okay. Well, let's. I'll get to that after this. I'm motioning to a certain portrait. Yeah. For the for the listeners. Local news. Local news means WAFB, but I don't want to say that. Oh. Okay. I thought it was just exciting news in our life locally. No, you're you're wrong. But yeah. I will. Anyways, talk. don't drive in Baton Rouge. It's the worst. Yeah. Full for, of rage. For instance, here's also another story in my life. Um, so I've had a, a, you know, vehicles totaled in my life. I won't give a number, but whatever. Um, one wasn't your fault. Yeah, but anyways, the one that wasn't my fault. I was uh, going to make a left-hand turn at this red light. But this was your fault. No, it wasn't. I was just sitting there. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to make a left-hand turn, and I was just sitting in traffic waiting to make my left-hand turn. and uh, In the turn lane, In the should be. In the turn lane where I should have been. And uh, somebody sideswipes me. I had the window down even. <laughs> and next thing I know, my my driver's side mirrors in my lamp. Um, I'm sitting there with the hazards on. People are probably PO'd that we're holding up traffic, but there's nothing really we could do. There's no... I drove by you when the cops were there. I was yeah. on my way home from work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody did that. And anyways, so the, the, the reason why it happened, the guy was smoking a cigarette. And when he, I guess, I don't know if he went to throw the cigarette out the window or what. The cigarette fell down his shirt burned him and like on his back or so he says he was so he, looking he at showed his... me the burn mark oh, and okay. everything i figured he was looking uh, at his phone like every other person in the world i don't know why he showed me but he showed me That's for whatever reason and then um when he did that uh man i was like oh gross but i was like man that's not really an excuse i mean no. i get it you're in pain, but you could have just, like... Lesson is, don't smoke. Yeah, don't smoke, but also, like, kind of power through that pain and maybe pull over or something, or... Though, okay, I will... I do have a similar story. Um, I was driving in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota, one time, and I had the windows down like I normally do, just singing to my songs, doing my thing, whatever, and a bee went... From the window outside into my bra. It was disgusting. Thankfully, it didn't sting me. I think it, like, died on impact because I was going, like, 60. Oh. But, um, obviously, there's something in my bra that was not there before. So, I, f I swerved all over the road and freaked out. But I did pull over without hitting anyone because there wasn't any around for, like, 50 miles. But yeah. I would have hit someone. Yeah, dang. Well, that's good. And it would have been that bee's fault. True. How dare it fly where I'm trying to drive? 
True. That's for sure. Um. Oh, and uh, okay. Oh, also, Jill, um, we're fostering a dog, and um, it's uh, his name's Asher. He's a blind Pomeranian mix. We're not really sure what he is mixed with whatsoever. And uh, Jill went to this. I guess it was like a charity event. Yeah, it was a fundraiser. Fundraiser. For the for the rescue, mm-hmm. so I guess the proceeds went to uh, the organizations called Second Chance Dog rescue, rescue of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. and um, she painted, uh, I guess, a portrait of Asher. I don't. Yeah, they like pre-draw your pet for you. Oh, you send in a photo, okay. and they like do the outline, and then you paint it. And I'm not artistic in the least. But I can at least follow lines. So I'm actually pretty proud of the portrait. It looks pretty cute. Yeah. Jesse will post a picture on his on his social media for listeners to see. And um, I will say I did have the professionals help me with his eyes because I really messed those up. Even though he's blind, so it doesn't really matter what his eyes look like. But um, so the eyes look really good. I did not do those, but I'm very proud of his nose. It looks super 3D, and I don't know how I did it or what I did, but I did it, and I'm very proud of myself. And I think it looks pretty cute, right, Jesse? Yeah. That's cute. It's no, it's not professional by any means, but you it's can pretty, tell it's Asher. I think it's decent, honestly. Yeah. I'm glad I had him help me with the eyes because that's really where Asher's, you know, you can see into the soul of Asher and they really captured his neediness essence. Okay. And then um, we're going to move on to current events outside of local news and stories and all that. Um, Last week was the Democratic debates. I didn't watch the first half of the b- debates with Peter O'Rourke and uh, was it Elizabeth Warren? I didn't watch that I one. I didn't know she was running. Yeah. She's running, I think. But I'm watch- I watched the second half that had uh, Andrew Yang, uh, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, um, Kamala Harris, uh, like a thousand people. Some other people. Peter, the the guy from Indiana, Buttigieg. But I, I didn't know the other candidates. One of them was a former governor from Colorado. The other one was a senator from Colorado. Oh, I liked the governor Colorado guy. Yeah, he's all right, I guess. He had a persuasive closing remark. That's what I heard. I liked his closing remark. I'll say that. Okay. Anyways, um, as far as candidates and who I support the, the, the most, I support Andrew Yang. Um, Andrew Yang uh, is wants to, if he becomes president, um, make a... What's the word? Something income? like Universal income. Universal basic income. So... No matter what, you would get $12,000 a year. One thing that I really... But um, Mm. he wants to... uh, The way he wants to accomplish this, he wants to uh, go after the major companies like Amazon, 
you know, like the big companies, that the one percenters that Trump basically gave tax write-offs recently, which he probably shouldn't have. And uh, Andrew Yang believes the trickle-down effect will occur. And the reason... It's trickle up. Trickle... He doesn't think trickle-down works. He thinks that you got to trickle up. Okay. Anyways, sure. Anyways, but the deal is, is he uses the word trickle a lot. That's his verb of choice. <laughs> um, it's a gross verb. That's what he uses. But anyways, he, uh, and the, you know, well, you know, that'll work, I think. But his whole issue is he was a, he worked for tech companies. He was a tech business guy. His, the reason why he's saying all this is because jobs are going to be eliminated based on automation. And if you don't know what automation is, automation is the use of robots, this, set and the third software programs engineered to take away a person's job. Well, they're not engineered to take away a job. They're engineered to do a specific task. Yeah, they do tasks that would have been somebody's job previously, but somebody's job is lost. <laughs> they just go around hanging out pink slips to people. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm here to take away job. But, I mean, with what, with what Tesla's doing, they're going to take away truckers jobs like a like and that's a pretty big industry in america as far as job like a career i thought they were having trouble finding people to do the driving well i'm sure no one wants to be a trucker i'm sure there is i'm sure that that's probably an issue too but i mean it is an industry people will lose jobs if that's the case so anyways what i was trying to say about before i took when I was trying to take over your podcast, <laughs> is that um, the universal income, the amount that he proposes, is also similar. I think it's it might be the same as the living allowance for a year of AmeriCorps. And um, that's something that a few of the Democratic people are proposing, including that guy from Indiana. Okay. Is implementing that people have to do a year of service either they have to serve in the military or do national service which is americorps senior corps that sort of thing um what switzerland does that you have to serve in the military for at least a year but if you are if you have an objection to the military you can do a year of volunteering instead which i think would be helpful and it gets people job skills and experience yeah and you get a living stipend yeah, and I mean, always, I mean, good new experiences like that or experiences like that in general are always a positive. I mean, for me being in the military, I would say I got a lot of good and, you know, bad experiences, but I would say they've made me better as a person now, for sure. Yeah. Well, in AmeriCorps, it's focusing on improving communities and helping yeah. the lower-income socioeconomic people. So it's hopefully a not so rife with negative experiences that the military might be. Yeah, that's true. At least I did three years of AmeriCorps, and it, I didn't have to take any orders. Yay. 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 I wouldn't have made it if I had... I wouldn't make it in the military. Yeah. But, um, in, uh, 
other things that happened, um, I think Joe Biden's stock got uh, lowered severely in this debate because Kamala Harris called him out pretty heavily by uh, something about uh, he stopped, uh, like during the segregation of uh, schools, he stopped uh, the buses going from one neighborhood to the to the white neighborhood or something, so... Is he even old enough for that? It was in 81 or something, so... Oh, um, okay, that's not school segregation. That's, um... That it, was a whole big thing when we were young. The busing people in into different schools. Yeah, districts. so, I mean, that's part of it, though. Yeah, it part but of segregation. It, it, well, yes and no. I mean, it, it wasn't just about race, and some people's opposition to it wasn't necessarily about race, even though that probably is the root of most of it but anyways that is a negative light for joe biden to be painted in on national television so i i I honestly from my firm belief that kamala harris uh is uh you know definitely you know threw some dirt on joe biden that may not you know, you might not be doing well in this election now, so who knows? Well, Joe Biden also came into, um, his history came into light again, too, with the Brett Kavanaugh, whatever his name is. Kavanaugh? Yeah. With that um, hearing, uh, because it was eerily similar to the Anita Hill um, hearing, and Joe Biden was not as great as you would expect today during uh, the interview or mm. whatever whatever the legal term is with Anita Hill. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know about Anita Hill. The one who uh, said Clarence Thompson, the Supreme Court Justice, sexually harassed her. And she mm. was, like, personally attacked by members of Congress, like, calling her a liar. And, I mean, oh, basically the same thing that happened. It was, like, mere image of the Brett Kavanaugh thing. Oh, dang. Yep. Yeah, so Joe Biden wasn't personally attacking her, but he also wasn't um, as, like, helpful or, you know, he definitely came off a little more confrontational than you would like to see today. And, um, yeah, so I think that's all I have to say about the debate. Um, I hope, uh, I mean, they didn't let Andrew Yang talk an awful lot, you know, and I kind of expected that. He kind of hinted that on tweets pre- prior to the uh, debate. So, I mean, I just hope that, you know, they let him talk more in the coming debates. Because he's not going away as a candidate right now. He's got a lot of people backing him. And I think he, uh, I think he'll, you know, he's definitely going to be at future debates for sure. So, um... Onward from uh, Andrew Yang and the Democratic debate, I want to talk about the the Iran situation. So, I mean, I'm not going to play a sound clip about this, but um, I read an interesting article, I want to say a month or two months ago, that some oil tanker from the U.S. sank and... You know, they they wanted to start a war with Iran, and 
all this, and I just think it. Anyways, if they started a war with Iran, that would that would just be another George Bush presidency, or and just pick a Bush, senior, junior, it doesn't matter. But it's um, already worse than yeah, Bush could ever be. So. Yeah, so like, it th- we we shouldn't have been in in Iraq. What was that all about? Oil. Yeah, money. so let, let's not go down that rabbit hole, but uh. I think that uh, we should not go to Iran. There's no reason to go to war with Iran. They have not launched weapons against our country in general. So I think that tankers sinking is small potatoes. And I know people's families' lives were lost. And these conversations shouldn't be had. Or you might not think I, I should be saying them. But that's my personal belief. You're putting your life at risk by getting that oil tanker and bringing it to the Middle East. So you knew what you were doing when you before you went over there. Wait, I missed something. Was the oil tanker... I think bef- it was a U.S. one, yeah. Before or after Iraq or Iran shot down the drone? I don't know. Because that was, was the thing is that they shot down a drone oh, that... I don't know about the drone. We say was in... Uh, inner national air but I mean let's be real it probably wasn't yeah and I don't know I didn't hear about this drone so I don't know but I'm just saying that what I say what I think about this tanker but anyways I pulled up an interesting clip about the Iraqi president talking about if or if not we should go to war with Iran and I'll play just a little bit of it Anyways, um, I know it, that was probably terrible audio quality. Um, I, th- I think I'll edit that out. Anyways, I think I'm just going to order some better speakers for this computer. Yeah, I think I'm going to pull a trigger on that. But um, anyways, I think we, should, uh, we shouldn't go to war with Iran. The president of Iraq said we shouldn't go to war with Iran. And that would affect Iraq, too, as well. So, yeah, I, I think we shouldn't in general. And that's my uh, viewpoint on that. Um, let's see. What else is going to talk about? Um, so, uh, Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos are, are splitting up as a married couple. And uh, hopefully this sound clip sounds better, but I'm not, I'll tr- whatever. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's a huge settlement based on Jeff Bezos being a billionaire, so. Much money involved. A lot of the complications that lead to conflict between the parties become a whole lot easier. It's Jeff Bezos. Keeps uh, his uh, the voting shares in Amazon. He also keeps complete control of the Washington Post and Blue Origin, his rocket company. Anyways, I know that was all kind of convoluted there at the end, but um, he he edited that part out. But he um, he he he's gonna have to give his wife thirty-eight billion dollars according to this article. So um. I'm married. Married wrong. Yeah, Jill married wrong, she says, and it's probably true. But, um, you know, I'm here now, so. 
I can still divorce you and then marry a rich person and right. divorce him and then I'll come back. Oh, wow. Second Bachelorette! Yes! Goodness. Jesus. Terrible. Jesus. Don't say his name in vain. Jesus. I said Jesus. What are you talking about? Anyways, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's polarizing news to hear that. And it's sad. I mean, I don't know. not but pol- I mean, it's just sad. And it's it's hard to, you know, like, I, I don't want to see being a married man. I don't like seeing divorce, honestly. I have zero feelings about Jeff Bezos' personal life. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it sucks that, you know, whatever. They were there. They were together a long time. That's kind of sad. Yeah. And Do they the, have kids? I don't know. That'd be sad. I don't know. Also, in uh, you know, I'm people of this podcast know I'm probably I'm a pretty big NBA fan, and um, you know, we just drafted in New Orleans. We just drafted uh, Zion, but um, also. Um, some big free agency things happen, like uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan all signed with the Brooklyn Nets, so that's pretty inter- interesting, so I'll play a little clip of that. The Nets even good? They made the eighth seed of the Eastern Conference last year, so not necessarily. We kept talking about all of this happening across the river with the New York Knicks. How did this all come to be? I think Kevin Durant has wanted to play with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan for a long time, and he feels like he can play with his friends there. I mean, this is this is what we've known about Kevin for a long time that he was going to make his decision about where he wanted to play for the for a long time for the next four years. Right. Um, and the injury threw that off a bit. There was equally strong. Imp- yeah, so they just kind of said who was going to play with who on that. You know, he likes, he guess he wanted to play with these guys for a while. Whatever. We'll see how well they do. They're not going to have Kevin Durant for at least a year, year and a half, because he blew out his Achilles with Golden State there at the end. I kind of figured he wasn't going to stay in Golden State because, uh, uh, Draymond Green basically told him, "You need us more than we need you," and that's pretty. Uh, if that doesn't push any way anybody away, I don't know what does. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what the Nets will be able to do with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan and the rest of the team. I still think they're gonna have a hard time going against the. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo, aka the Greek Freak, and I also think that uh, if Kawhi Leonard decides to stay in Toronto with the Raptors, they're gonna have uh, that's one tough cookie cookie to crack. So see if they if he does decide to stay with Toronto, it, it's a wrap for the Eastern Conference on who's gonna win and lose. So. We'll see, you know, and I, I'm excited to what my New Orleans Pelicans have recently done, even though they were going to trade Anthony Davis. I knew that they were going to trade him, so I'm not, I'm not in total mourning over it. It sucks. I blame... Uh, pre- You're still wearing that Davis jersey at Boston. Okay, I'll wear it, but um, 
He was one of the best Pelican players I've ever seen. We got him for about seven, five, six years, seven years maybe, and uh, it was a good journey with him to, to have him this amount of time. It just I feel management let him down in the end, and um, but um, we'll see what happens this next season, and. Um, I'll see if I can juggle watching NBA and NHL. We'll see. But um, I think that about concludes this week's episode of the Ramblin' Reynolds podcast. Um, I want to thank my wife, Jill, for also coming on this week's episode. To thank me, you can untangle this chain I've been working on for like the last ten minutes. Okay. Um, you kind of... Anyways, um, um, also... Um, I want to give another shout out to Abby for coming on last week and um, please like and subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I think you can also play it with an Alexa. I haven't tested that because I don't have an Alexa. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this week's episode of the Ramblin' Rounds podcast and uh, who, whoever listens, thanks for listening.